Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. And joining me today is Blake Skinner, TMI's Head Lacrosse Coach and Summer Program Coordinator. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Blake, and welcome to the show. This is exciting. I'm ready to do this. All right. Well, let's jump in. So lacrosse has been a major part of your life. You've been the head coach at TMI for nine years now, and prior to that, you played in college at Roanoke College, where you earned your BBA in business leadership. You then coached middle school lacrosse in Atlanta, youth lacrosse in North Carolina with the Sticks With Us organization, while also coaching the Myers Park High School lacrosse team. You then returned to Texas, joined the TMI community in 2009, and founded the Mission Lacrosse Club in 2013. So with all that experience, tell me more about this lacrosse journey of yours and start with when did you first start playing lacrosse and what made you fall in love with the sport? Um, my first stick I ever got was in seventh grade. Uh, one of my buddies have had a cousin who played. Uh, I grew up in Dallas, but his buddy's his cousin was in Michigan, and he gave him a stick, and he brought the stick. We're like, what is that? And then mm-hmm. he kind of we all got sticks, and all of a sudden, next thing you knew, we had a middle school team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we were not very good to begin with. I think our first game we lost like twenty to two or something. Um, but was that at the Episcopal School of Dallas? Episcopal School of Dallas. Um, but we, we fell in love and we just kept working and working and working. And by the time we were seniors, we pulled off a state championship. So, um, from there, you know, I was even more hooked. So you've so, been playing constantly since seventh grade. Yeah. Since seventh grade. So when I played a little division three ball at Roanoke, um, and then once that was over, I want to stay in touch with the game. Um, my, my other career, I had a 10-year career in professional sports on the business mm-hmm. operations side. So wherever that took me, I kind of picked up coaching jobs on the side. Um, and then when I came down here to San Antonio to work for the Spurs, um, I, I found the TMI community through Troy Eason, who, who and I, he and I used to go to high school together. Um, so I moved to San Antonio. I, my furniture didn't arrive about two weeks after I did, and mm-hmm. so I was crashing on his couch, which led me to meet the lacrosse coach here at TMI and led to a little assistant coaching job to, about 10 years ago. So Everything just fell right into place. Yeah. <laughs> well, before I have you start talking about TMI lacrosse, I want to take a little detour and talk about some of the other lacrosse activities that you're involved in. So you've actually been a key player in elevating the level of instruction of lacrosse all throughout the San Antonio area. So in 2013, I mentioned earlier, you founded the Mission Lacrosse Club. Tell me more about that program and what your inspiration and the motivation was to start that. Originally, it was just an opportunity for um, kids to get some some playing time and outside the traditional spring season. There wasn't really any clubs down here in San Antonio um, and we needed some a platform for our kids to get out and and play more. So we, we started what became the Mission Lacrosse Club. Uh, we originally started with just a high school team. Um, and then as we kind of looked back, we realized that if we were really going to be serious about improving San Antonio lacrosse, we had to go with the youth. Um, so we kind of refigured our, our organization and focused almost solely on youth for the past couple of years. Uh, where right now we're operating teams in the first through eighth grade. Um, and we were, we were supposed to go to the tournament this weekend. I just got word we got rained mm-hmm. out. So um, <laughs> scrambling to find some, some other options. But it's been crazy weather. Yeah. 
So how far does the program spread? Is it just through the San Antonio area, or does it go a little bit beyond the boundaries there? So yeah, mostly just San Antonio area. We have players from every program in San Antonio. Uh, it's probably as far north as Smithson Valley, um, and then Bernie area, and then into Alma Heights. Um, but I think we have seven or eight different programs represented amongst players on our teams. Um, so we, we, we try to be a, a solution for everybody that wants to come play and uh, play at a high level. What was it like to watch it grow from when you got it started to where you're at now? Um, I mean, it, it's it's been a journey because we were not very good when we first started. <laughs> um, now this fall, we've actually won a couple of tournaments, um, so we're starting to see some some big payoffs from from the hard work we put in over years. Um, and it's been an adventure for me because before this, I had never coached below the high school level. So now I'm coaching younger kids that I've had to readjust my coaching style to kind of figure out how to mm-hmm. how to handle a, a first, second grader instead of a 11th, 12th grader. So, what was the biggest change that you noticed in doing that? Um, I had to move things quickly. They, really? The attention span was not, <laughs> not what I was hoping. You know, you talk more than two minutes, you lost them. So, um, but it's been fun. It's It's gotten me back to teaching fundamentals and it, it's actually helped how I teach the the older kids as well so that's great so you've also been volunteering you're the president of the South Texas Youth Lacrosse Association and you've been doing that for about two years now so tell me how did you get involved with that and a little bit more about that program so when I first got to San Antonio the youth the, the school youth system was a little disjointed we there was a, a league called the Star League which was for kids in first through fifth grade, they kind of played Sundays every once in a while, or most weekends. Uh, and then there's the middle school pro teams, and they weren't even part of a league. They just kind of said, hey, want to play? And we made a schedule. There's no champion. There's anything like that. So uh, myself, as well as representation from programs across the city, got together, and we kind of formed one league uh, that we call Stixla mm-hmm. um, that, that has representation from all the programs in town. Um, and so we have all of our first through eighth grade teams and programs under one umbrella working together to, to help grow the game across the city. Um, so I, I just stepped down after three years as the, the president there, um, passed that torch on to, a, to another individual that has probably <laughs> a little more time than I do. Um, you but probably didn't have very much free time to put towards that. Yeah. <laughs> So it probably got one thing off my plate, but I'll still be involved on the board uh, mm-hmm. as TMI's representative, and I'll still be heavily involved with our, our TMI middle school program too. That's fantastic. So there's actually no excuse for anybody in the San Antonio area, if they're interested in lacrosse, there's no excuse for them to not be involved in playing somewhere, somehow. Yes. Well, <laughs> if you want to play, we will find a place for you to play um, and, and make it work. So. Well, let's go ahead and jump in now to what I'm sure most of our listeners are wanting to hear about. Let's talk about TMI lacrosse. You've been the head varsity lacrosse coach here since 2009. So tell me about what the program looked like when you first got here and then how it's been growing and then what we're looking forward to this this coming season. So yeah, when I first showed up, um, I was just I was assistant coach here for, I think, six seasons, and this was my fourth year as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I look back fondly in those, those early days, but it was it was a lot different. I think my first practice here, we uh, like we were out in a field behind the woods in the back of campus in like <laughs> Coach Davis's backyard mm-hmm. for practices because we didn't have our practice field yet and soccer was still going on. So we just found a plot of land that we could. Um, and it was, it was 
it was a little interesting because there's woods back there, and I think there's actually an active bee box back there with like living bees in there. So if you threw a ball over there, oh, the, no. it, was, it was the bees. We, the bees just got. <laughs> we weren't gonna go find that ball. Were there any incidents? Nobody went. Nobody went looking in the beehive. No, no one went looking. <laughs> we didn't lose anybody in the woods, I don't, to my knowledge. So, um, <laughs> it was, um, but probably the you know the the biggest change we've tried to make over the years is instead of having just a high school team and a mm-hmm. middle school team as kind of separate silos, we wanted to create a, a program. Um, so over the last couple of years, we've really worked on coming up with not only how we teach the kids all the way through as an, in a sequential system, but also our values and our mission and making sure that a kid in the sixth grade is getting the exact same message on what's important to our program as the kids that are in the 12th grade and make that connection all up to our, our alumni. Um, so the, the alumni know what's going on with our, our middle school team as much as they do our high school team, and we are just trying to make one giant happy family, mm-hmm. and that's one of our big principles is family. So. Well, you've also been doing another big thing with the program, the leadership development aspect that you were talking offline with me about a little bit earlier. So tell me more about that program that you're doing with, with the lacrosse. Um, so yeah, about two years ago, we, we realized that we put a ton of work and development into skills and to developing athletes. And we just kind of rolled the dice on leadership and some mm-hmm. years were better than others. And we felt that if we were really gonna take that next step of the program, we had to have fantastic student leaders as well as, um, just not fantastic lacrosse players. Um, and also since those early days, our program has grown immensely in numbers. So this year we're sitting around 39, 40 kids, which I think is the biggest the program's ever been since I've, I've been here for the high school. Um, so it's, we have a great coaching staff, but that's a lot of kids for myself and our assistants to be tracking down and always be checking on accountability. So mm-hmm. we had to find some student leaders that were going to help us in that regard and help us um, take that leadership torch is on top of the coaches. So last year we started a leadership council. Um, last year was just seniors. Um, and so we, we gave them a little summer reading assignment that they knocked out. And mm-hmm. then during the fall and during uh, the spring, we met on Tuesdays and did leadership lessons and talked through issues with the team and made sure um, we had a united front on what we wanted to do as a program. So one, it could, I could tell them kind of the direction I was looking and they could give mm-hmm. me feedback on making this kind of a joint project on what our team and what our program is going to look like. Um, this year, we've ramped it up a little bit. Uh, we've opened it up not just to seniors, but any returning player. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an application they filled out last year. They had a summer reading assignment also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right now, we're in the middle of a, a new project. Uh, we have split all of our players into what we call units. Mm-hmm. And members of our leadership teams are unit leaders, either one or two different leaders per each group. Um, and for a month to end the semester, we are tracking everybody in a couple different categories, uh, grades, uh, wall ball reps. We have mm-hmm. a giant wall that we go use a lot to, to improve our stick skills, um, conduct points. So tardies and, mm-hmm. and little things like that, um, as well as workout attendance for off-season workouts for kids that aren't in a winter sport right now. Um, so each each leader has their group um, at the end of each week I pull all of our reports and I put out basically a, a standings report cards and they're they're competing every week to, so it's well the, the competition's important and mm-hmm. we value it the the situations the leadership team has had to be put in with 
now having tough conversations with kids about their workout mm-hmm. attendance and making sure they're putting in the extra work here and trying to see who can create a culture inside their different units mm-hmm. of, um, of excellence so they can continue to keep getting better and get them to put in a little extra work here and there. Um, so it's been a, it's a good testing ground for these guys to actually see uh, what, what leadership really looks like other than just saying, I'm a captain, do what I say. Mm-hmm. So That's a fantastic program. How are the students responding to it? Are they really thriving and enjoying having this structure and program? Yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, some, pro, some units are doing really, really well, and they're putting a ton of extra work in, and their attendance is great, and um, I talk to their leaders, and they're communicating really well between the two between all the groups, um, it's really a challenge because right now about half our kids are in our off-season program mm-hmm. and half are in another winter sport. So they're not showing up to our workouts. So they have to create, find these touch points with these kids that are not seeing every day to make sure their parts are being held up between their grades and their conduct. Because um, even if they're not in our off-season and you're in winter sport, you still get your grades checked, you still get your conduct checked. Um, so they've had creative ways of finding some team unity, um, communicating and making sure that they're they're direct to go in the right direction mm-hmm. um so some have thrived some are some are learning some lessons mm-hmm. so. good <laughs> that's what they're here for yeah. <laughs> so the season actually starts in january how are the students looking how's the team looking this year we're looking i'm, I'm really optimistic about this year mm-hmm. uh, we've really only graduated about three or four um, starters over the last two years so the group that's coming in this year, our senior, junior class, has been a very uh, seasoned group that's been playing a lot of varsity lacrosse for the last couple of years. Um, and then we've had a freshman class that just came off a great middle school team last year uh, that, that did very well. So our numbers are very good. There's going to be a lot of internal competition for playing time. Um, and we've got a, a bunch of seasoned kids at the top of our, our list. Um, but we have a brutal mm-hmm. uh out of district schedule, so um, <laughs> I'm a glut for punishment in that regard. I want to make that as tough as we possibly can. <laughs> so um, it's it's going to be really challenging, but hopefully all that hard work and tough games are going to get us in good shape for our district games and, and making a good run there. That'll be so, great. Yeah. So when do the season practices start? Do those start in January? Is- yeah, right when we get back from school, uh, we'll have a meeting our first day of school, and then we'll hit the field. So we're about, mm-hmm. um, we're really excited, we're about a month out from hitting the field for our first practice. Uh, so, um, and then our first, our first real game will be February 2nd with a couple of scrimmages before that. Fantastic. So in 2015, we were the district champs, correct? Right. So are we going to do that again for 2019? That's the plan. It's <laughs> the plan every year. So, plan every year. <laughs> um, you know, San Antonio lacrosse has, has gotten a lot better over the last couple of years, um, but we have, we have a good program this year, and we'll have some tough competition from some good programs like Smithson Valley and Reagan, and Alma Heights has gotten better and St. Mary's Hall. So it's um, back back in 2015, we were, we were really mm-hmm. good, and we were um, – beaten some teams pretty well and uh, they've, they've done a good job of catching up with us and uh, we're, we're ready to compete so fantastic well we actually have two big events that are coming up before the season begins and these will be in January so we have a free beginner lacrosse clinic and our annual alumni lacrosse game so why don't you talk about those two events for a little bit and we'll start with the free beginner lacrosse clinic so this is probably 
one of not the my favorite days of the season of the mm-hmm. year because uh, it's kind of full circle. So we we've, we've started. I think this is our fifth year we've done this free lacrosse clinic, mm-hmm. um, and our our biggest years where we've gotten over ninety kids, and I think we're usually at least in the forty fifty range of kids who have never touched the lacrosse stick. First through eighth graders, mm-hmm. um, we provide all the sticks for them if they need them. Um, we go for around an hour, and it's been an introduction to lacrosse for hundreds of kids over the last couple of years, and, and and mostly not TMI kids. We've had some TMI kids there, but um, it's for anybody across the city. Um, and now they've done this for a couple of years. I'm starting to get kids who are getting into high school that I run across in different areas. Like, Hey, I first tried the cross with your clinic like mm-hmm. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's growing that youth game that we're really important with. Um, and then we jump to the other end of the spectrum, um, and we go to our alumni game. Mm-hmm. So all these, um, players that have been here for, since our founding teams back, I think like 2005, will come back. Um, we'll mix them up with our current players, and we'll just have a, a fun scrimmage, get up and down. Um, it's more of a social event than it is a, mm-hmm. an actual lacrosse game. There's varying degrees of skill and and fitness levels out there. Um, so we, it mm-hmm. some some folks are just want to get out and have some fun and get up and down the field one or two times, and some are actually trying to train to get back in shape for their their college teams. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Do some of the alumni come early and help out with the clinic? We have. We've had alumni come back and help out the beginner clinic, um, and then we'll definitely have our active players um, involved in the beginner clinic too. So it's it's just a big old team on the cross family day, um, mm-hmm. and then we usually have a little social event after the alumni game to catch up with all the, the former players and see what they're doing now, and um, it's it's a blast. Well, and I don't think we mentioned it, but the beginner lacrosse clinic and that alumni game is on Saturday, January 12th. So it's right after the start of the Mm -hmm. new year. The clinic is at 11 a.m. It runs for one hour until noon. And then there's a little bit of a break time. The alumni lacrosse game starts at 1. Correct. So if there are any alumni out there listening, are they, how do they, can they email you to get in contact with you if they, the former alumni lacrosse players want to come out yep. and play? They can email us. Um, if they're on Facebook, it's all, we have an event on our Facebook page and on the TMI alumni Facebook page. Um, email, call, text, however you want to get involved with us. Um, you know, we'll, We've got a good list of um, usually about 20 or so alumni back each year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you guys want to come play or not play, um, just come hang out, watch, talk, and come to the social event. We, we love to see it. We love hearing what our alumni are doing and um, catching up with everybody. That's wonderful. Do you know how long the alumni game has been going on for? Do you know when that was the tradition started? Um, I know the tradition probably the start before I came, there was a, there was a break in between. Mm-hmm. And so this is our third year, um, under this rendition of how we've been doing it this year. Um, so I, yeah, I think there's about a three or four year break in between alumni mm-hmm. games, but yeah, this is the third year I've done. So that's good. Well, before we finish up, I have a few fun questions that I want to ask you about coaching and life here at TMI. So you're an incredibly dedicated coach and very passionate about the game and your players. What is it that drives you and gives you that motivation? Um, you know, I'm by nature just a very competitive guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So to begin when I started coaching, this was just a great way for me to get a little competitive outlet and not take it home with me every day and, you know, compete with my wife on things she doesn't want to compete with. <laughs> Better but, to do that on the lacrosse yeah, field. Yeah, I got that mixed. But, <laughs> you know, since I've gotten really involved in it, just seeing the development of kids from, you know, where they start, where they end, not just mm-hmm. as, as lacrosse players, but as 
you know, human beings, individuals, and mm-hmm. um, watching them mature over the years has been a lot of fun. And now that we have a, a growing alumni pool, seeing how they take what they've learned here at TMI and uh, excel outside of these, this campus is, has been awesome. So now you'll be able to look forward to the day when you first have a very young child come to the beginner lacrosse clinic, yes. and then eventually they'll come here to TMI, hopefully, and then be an alumni and come back for the game, and, and you'll see the full life cycle, perhaps. I, I had my, <laughs> you know you've been coaching for a long time moment uh, a couple years ago when mm-hmm. uh, somebody you've actually had on this podcast, EJ Nice, mm-hmm. um, gives me a call and he goes, Coach, I'm the head coach over at Audi International in Houston. Let's schedule a game. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Wait, my the, <laughs> I coached you. you. You can't be a head coach somewhere else now. Like I, I haven't been doing this that long, so exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of lacrosse moments, tell me what was your most memorable moment from coaching here at TMI? Um, there's been a, a thousand, and I don't know if I have a, a most memorable one. Probably the most recent one that I can think of on top of my head was um, last year. We had a we had a good middle school team. Uh, I think we ended up being a four seed going to the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. Um, and then out of nowhere, somehow knocked off the number one seed, Alma Heights. Uh, it was undefeated, and we were probably a seven-goal underdog going in, too, um, to sneak into the finals. And then we lost the finals by one goal, but um, that Alma Heights game was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Well, tell me now, what's something that most people don't know about you? Um, you know, I, I – like, my – I'm a full-time lacrosse coach now and work here mm-hmm. full-time at TMI, but before that I had a, a, a 10-year spend in professional sports and eight seasons with the, the Spurs. And um, one one moment that kind of – the championship was fun. That was really neat. Got around and prayed for that. Um, but there's – I did get called in once to be in a Taco Cabana commercial at the last <laughs> second. And it's, it's, it's on YouTube. I'm not going to tell you what to look and how to find it on YouTube, but it's it's still out there somewhere. <laughs> Um, so my homework is if I can go to YouTube and find it, I can put it in the show notes. Yeah, if you can find it, I'll <laughs> let you put it in. But um, that, that was kind of one of the fun just mm-hmm. moments for me that um, just kind of randomly sparked up. So oh, That is fun. So if anybody wants to follow either the Mission Lacrosse Club or follow TMI Lacrosse, where's the best spot that they can keep up and see what's happening? Um, we're both on social media for uh, Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram. So for TMI, we're at TMI Lacs, and for Mission Lacrosse, we're at Mission Lacrosse. Um, so those are easy ways to get in contact, uh, follow what we do. You can always email me. Um, my email here is b.skinner at tmi-sa.org. Um, so I, I'm always willing to, to talk lacrosse and with, with, with anybody that'll listen mm-hmm. um, and hear from <laughs> remote players and, and people that want to get interested in the game. So um, that's always an open door for anybody. Wonderful. Well, is there anything I've left off that we didn't get a chance to talk about? No, I think we've, we've covered a lot. We've, we're just getting ready to, to get after it. So we're, we're counting down the day until first practice and Coach is going to be starting putting together all the practice plans over the, the Christmas holiday, and we're going to hit the ground running. So, Is it too late to join the team if there's any students out there listening? Are they still able no. to join uh, and get in on the fun? Absolutely. Um, so if they if there's interest, um, we are still looking for a manager if anybody needs wants to, to jump mm-hmm. in that way. But uh, anybody that wants to jump in for lacrosse, we, we take new players all the time at the middle school and high school level. Sixth through twelfth grade. Sixth through twelfth grade. So uh, just find me and or contact me or and we'll we'll make it work. So wonderful. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for talking Thank with you. me today. 
So be sure to join us next week for a special holiday episode where we'll be featuring the audio from the annual Christmas band concert. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.